Welcome back to the Success is My Religion podcast. We are partnering with the HBCU Experience Movement once again, this time for the HBCU Royal University Queen's Second Edition. We will be interviewing the Queens for their next book that's coming out September 30th. I hope you enjoy these episodes. I'm blessed enough to have gotten as far as I've gotten. Yeah. You know? The yeah. um there's this um post I saw or I guess me, I don't know. Um it said something about um look at yourself right now and see what part of your prayers that you're in right now. I was just like, Oh, well, yeah, I mean, there was one point where I wanted to go to law school, went through law school, passed the bar, I wanted to pass the bar, passed the bar, wanted to practice, I'm practicing, wanted to make extra money, that's what I'm doing. So I'm not where I want to be, but but the progress progress mm-hmm. equals happiness is what Tony Robbins said. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and so that's that <laughs> that that's where that's what I'm trying to continue to do. Just you know, one day at a time. Even with today, um, having a long week, being able to get up, go get my nails done, and go and enjoy some brunch, and you know do little things like that even that to me is me time yeah to me time i don't get much of that at all i'm doing for other people all the time and i started feeling it i was like man i can't yeah (laughs) i i gotta have my me time that burnout is real (laughs) yeah i mean i wasn't burning out as far as uh like when i was in the moment Mm -hmm. like I was I was there. I was 100% there, but then like if if like my me time got taken away for any reason, mm-hmm. the me time that I knew that I had, <laughs> I was upset. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. Absolutely. Sometimes some things come up and you just you know, I don't know about you. I I kind of roll my eyes and do a little huff and puff and then I go on by my business, but that me time is definitely needed. <laughs> regardless yeah. of what you're doing um for me there was a point where I was burning out mm. and I had to you know there's points in your life where you have to learn to say no you have mm. to learn to put yourself first even before even in some cases some money like for me the burnout would come out from doing too many jobs and mm-hmm. I had to I had to talk to myself, have a little conversation with myself and be like, is it worth this extra, what, $1,200? And sometimes it's not. Right. Mm-hmm. <laughs> sometimes, you know, you keep your little money. I want my sanity. So. Right. That's what today is for me. Even though today I have um, court next week, even though today I'm pretty sure I have some files in there that I need to look over before next week. And so, um, you know, earlier today was my me time, and I'm pretty sure I'm going to open up some of those files before I go to sleep today, so. Oh, yeah. I'm, I'm, I want to ride my motorcycle around, but I know I can't do it. I got <laughs> I got six podcasts to edit by the, oh, by the end of the day. So, <laughs> yeah, I got to I gotta watch this. Is, I got to clean, clean yeah. up a little bit. Regular stuff, too. Right. Mm-hmm. That's my weekends. So like, let's get started a little bit. I mean, we probably already started. I'm going I'm to keep that on there. That was a good conversation. <laughs> but 
I didn't get your bio, so can you tell me a little bit more about you, how you got to your HBCU and uh, your experience becoming a queen? Um, well, I'm sorry for not getting you that bio. I apologize. Um, no, it's not. It's not you. Uh, uh, it just didn't come in the email that uh, Dr. Little sent. Okay. So I, I didn't well, check um, over it. First. So you asked, uh, I'm one of those people that's a little, um, I don't want to say analytical, but what was the question again? I want to do it in uh, order. <laughs> uh, a little bit about you. Okay. Um, yeah, we'll start with that. And then. So I'll a little bit about me. I am a country girl. Um, and I'm um, from North Louisiana. I'm actually from um, the Rustin Grambling area of the HBCU that I went to. I went, um, I went to Grambling State University, which is in Grambling, Louisiana, which is a small town um, on I-20. Um, one of the main interstates that go through um, Louisiana. So it's between um, Shreveport and Monroe, if people know where those places are. It's about 30 minutes from Monroe, about 45 minutes to an hour from Shreveport. Um, and uh, I, with, with an HBCU that I chose, it's it was more of a of a traditional thing. So my entire family went to HBCUs and if they went to one, it was Grambling. And so mm -hmm. for me, it was a no brainer. I'm from the area. <laughs> I went to the lab schools there. Uh, I went to Emma J. Brown, uh, Grambling Middle, Grambling Lab, you know, so for me, I mean, me waking up to go to school across the street was fine. <laughs> so um, it, it was that close for you? Yeah. So the my my high school, I don't, it, most well i'm not going to say most but um universities usually have um some type of school close um i've worked at southern too so southern has a southern lab gremlin has a gremlin lab laboratory high school um oh, and okay. um, so for me when i went there um throughout my life my parents worked at on campus and so for me all i did was go to school on campus <laughs> so <laughs> Um, and when I say across the street, literally, you have the campus and then um, and then literally across the street, like on the end of campus was the middle school and the high school. So I I graduated from high school um, and went across the street. They also have, you know, different incentives for you, um, like when you're in, a, in the high school um I don't know if they still have them. I wish they did still have these programs, but they had some programs called uh, Upward Bound and Higher mm -hmm. Learning. I think. Don't don't quote me on what they're called. Right. It was, <laughs> it was a long time ago, but usually, um, so when you are about to become during your summers in high school, you can you can uh, take some classes and stuff um, at the school, at, at the at the college. Mm -hmm. um, and then they also had these, this camp called NYST and everybody in the area, every child in the area was able to come to um, camp every summer. Um, and so then with Upward Bound, those classes that you took, it, you can only do Upward Bound if you were a junior going into your senior year. You could mm -hmm. actually take college credit courses. And so by the time you get to college, 
you're at least, you know, halfway through your first semester of college. So yeah, you know, with the credits that you got. Yeah, yeah. So for me, it was it was a no brainer. And then, um, you know, you get certain um, certain perks. I I don't know if this is still there, um, but certain perks when it comes to tuition because you went to the laboratory school. And then, you know, with my parents working on campus and stuff. So for me, <laughs> no brainer. Okay. No brainer. Now, I don't know if they still do these things. I really hope that they do. Um, but, you know, for me, and now I'm telling my age, I graduated from, from high school in 2005. Oh, you, you ain't. <laughs> so, I mean, I'm not like, I'm not, you know old and and decrepit or anything like that but <laughs> I, you know I, i'm far enough removed you from making high me sound old I, I graduated in 02 huh i graduated in 02 oh well <laughs> see okay see, now i'm I'm, a, I'm the old and decrepit one <laughs> <laughs> so i don't know if these things are still there so i say all of this to say that it 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 didn't um it was a it was a no-brainer for me to know that I was at least getting my bachelor's from there. Um I didn't, you know, of course, once you continue to matriculate in, in your college education, you kind of don't know where you're going after that. But I knew for sure that, you know, I was gonna go to school, I was gonna go to college um mm -hmm. at Grambling. Um and then as for my uh as for my my journey to becoming uh miss grambling um so i i told this story before um but you know being a local you want to help in every way that you can right and mm -hmm. so it, or at least for me you know for for me grambling has been ingrained in me since i was born right i can i remember going to um homecoming parades and and anything on campus, anything that dealt with black people <laughs> as I was growing up was on that campus, right? Mm -hmm. And so for me, when I got there, it was a dream of mine to want to, um, you know, have that goal. And what happened was I wanted to start that goal, I think, a little too early. So I wanted, I went on and I ran from the sophomore and I did not win. And so in that space, I was like, oh, no, this this is we are not going to do this. <laughs> we are not going to take this loss sitting down. We are going to continue this goal because, you know, when you feel defeated sometimes and even in that space for me, it feels like, OK, well, you get not necessarily depressed, but you kind of get down on yourself like maybe this isn't for me. Mm -hmm. um, that happened for like two days. And I was like, no, I'm still going to reach this goal that I have for myself. And in that space, too, again, going back to wanting to be able to do something for my school, um, I knew that that position would allow me to um, to put a better light on my school and to to help with even the little things or to 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 bridge that gap between professors and students, which is one of the things that um, we we did, you know, for a little bit more understanding, you know, bridging that gap. And but I knew I, you can do these things as a student, but you know that you can get a little bit more done when you do actually have a title on the campus, mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. And so, other than of course wanting to get to that goal of becoming a Miss Grambling, 
I also wanted to be a Miss Grambling that did more than put a crown on her head and just look and wave. (laughs) (laughs) I actually wanted to do some things and to help with a lot of problems that was reachable for us to fix. And when I say us, you know, the SGA, the Student Government Association, to be able to fix and it not just be on SGA. Like, I'm Mm -hmm. here to help you guys, too. And I mean, in that same breath, too, um, after winning, um, I would like to say that I did have a really good court as well because all of us worked together to try to um, help a lot of situations and issues that some students had on campus. And so um, that is the reason why that was that was my journey, you know. Um, And I mean, other than that, too, just. And I think that this is a gift, though, like I am a social butterfly, so I was able to um, open up and be a people person and understand what things that they had going on and be able to use my position um, in the best way that I could, in the most positive way that I could, not just for myself or my court, but for, um, for my classmates, for the students at the school, and even for, um, for the local area, like different schools in the area or different businesses in the area, I was able to um, help out, even if it was just for marketing purposes. Mm-hmm. So, uh, it, what what was that? When did you run for queen and and win? So you, so, you did it the sophomore year, but did you have to wait another year? Yeah. So um, year? to to run for Miss Gramlin or the SGA president at the time. I don't, again, I don't know if these rules are still the same, but you right. have to be a graduating senior. So, yeah, that was, there was some time between your sophomore and Miss Gramlin. I think actually there was, uh, I know for sure two years, but mm-hmm. um, I double majored in management and marketing. Um, mm. And so I actually ran for, I ran for Miss Gramlin going into my fifth year in school. Gotcha. Okay. All right. Yeah. So it was, all right, I got it. <laughs> because, I mean, that shows determination when you uh, lose once. Uh, some people just give up after that. I know, I know. And I, and, and look, I had, look, I had the little gray cloud now. <laughs> it was, it <laughs> the, was there. The little gray cloud of doubt or something. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it, it was there because I, I knew what I wanted, right? And I was just, mm-hmm. you know, like, you know, dang, it didn't work out. And, you know, for some people it could have, it, that great cloud could have stayed because um, when you look at the magnitude between the, the titles that I ran for and the one that I lost was, you know, I don't want to call it, I don't want to say smaller or anything like that, but it, it wasn't as big. Right. Mm -hmm. And so, you know, some people, some people, and, and I'm just using, not necessarily just with, um, running for a position, but, you know, people in their lives, if something doesn't work out in the smaller thing, then how is the bigger thing going to do? Right. And so for me, I did have, you know, being human, I did have that gray cloud come across. It wasn't there for long, but it came and I was, you know, and I was just thinking like, you know, is this something that I can even do? Is this something Mm -hmm. that's even worth stressing about? Or is this something that's even worth, you know, financially, is it even worth that? Um, 
people run for these positions, especially for an SJ president or um, a campus queen, they spend a lot of money. Really? Yes. <laughs> I, didn't, I didn't know that part. Like, nobody yes. mentioned that. They, they spend, so, again, I don't know what those rules are now. But, mm -hmm. um, yeah, when I was in school, like, um, the T-shirts that they pass out, that's money. Um, the anything that you give out to the the student body, that's money. Um, hmm, any okay. any any posters that you put up, any even all the way down to the wardrobe that you wear for that week. Um, yeah. the rentals that you are renting, like for us at Grambling, the um, the election week starts with the parade. And so for me, I had. Um, Did you have to buy buy your stuff for your float or something like yeah, that? Yeah, you gotta buy all of that, like anything <laughs> that is going. Like, <laughs> did you, you get you sponsors to, you, or anything like that? You, so I did have. I did end up getting some sponsors. I um, um, I ended up getting two sponsors. Both of them were um, attorneys at the time with their own offices. So I was able to get some sponsors out of that, but still having to go through the 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 space of getting sponsors and even just mm -hmm. what if your sponsors don't meet ends meet yeah okay well this sponsor helped me with my t-shirts this sponsor helped me with um giving out food but what about my my yeah, rentals yeah. and stuff like yeah. i had i remember someone um i don't think they were running my year but like they um they rented um the hot air balloon thing and they put their their um their poster around the balloon and put it like uh -huh. in one of the main spots on campus. So mm -hmm. you could see it. Like if you were walking from one building or from across campus to the other, you could see it. <laughs> so <laughs> There's a lot of time and effort and, 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 and money that goes into it. Even with your campaign um, people eat that entire week. I fed them mm. whether it was spaghetti or hot dogs. I went and got McDonald's like, <laughs> you know, and I mean, so you ran like a that that was a political campaign and everything too. Yeah, nobody, yeah. So nobody I don't know really how it is on other part. campuses, but that that's literally that's how it that's how it worked for for us at the time. Yeah, yeah, and yeah. and people uh, other queens have mentioned that uh, that it was a campaign, but mm -hmm. they didn't go into detail about it. Mm -hmm. And I don't think I asked either. I, <laughs> I mean, I don't know. Well, yeah. <laughs> so. I mean, so in that space, when when I lost my sophomore, knowing how small of a scale that was on and knowing how big of a scale running for a campus queen would be, mm -hmm. you know, that that dark cloud came over. Like, is it worth the time, the effort, the money? Like, you know, and even with my even with my campaign um, team, like we would be up all night getting ready for the next day, you know, um, and so. It was a lot. <laughs> it was a lot, <laughs> which is why I had that that moment of doubt. Like, is it worth it after, you know, this happened? And so, you know, running from a sophomore, um, I am only campaigning to my class, not mm -hmm. campaigning to the entire campus. No, I yeah. literally know where the sophomores live on campus. I can go door to door there, talk to them. Um I can find them on the yard or whatever. And so I wondered if I wanted to do that times, you know, 
across the entire campus, which <laughs> I came to the to the realization that, you know, you don't give up on the things that you have, the goals that you've set. Yeah. And for me, it was one of those things to where, like, if I don't run, how will I feel for the rest of my life? Yeah. Yeah. So I went on. And uh, the, your sophomore year was like just a, a practice run anyway. Just the, you you probably learned some things that that gave you an advantage in yeah. the, the the next one. Right. Yeah, I mean, definitely did. I knew what to do, what not to do. Um, <laughs> and, and that's what failure is all about. Yeah. Our, um losing or whatever you want to call it. Mm -hmm. it's, it's all about that. And success don't come with without a little bit of failure. Absolutely. You know, <laughs> I, I mean, so. there's there's no successful person that you're going to truly um, find that was able to go through that journey, that something did not work somewhere around this journey. Mm -hmm. Something did not work. But as I long used, uh, as, you know, it doesn't stop you from continuing is what I learned in the whole process. As long as it doesn't stop you from continuing your journey, your journey and pushing forward to that vision or that goal that you have count those those failures as a blessing which yeah. in turn I did because you're right I was able to learn like okay well what did I do wrong and why didn't it work and you know and even then comparing you know okay yeah so this you can is the come up with step. a better strategy yeah 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 so I mean it it was it was definitely um a lesson learned and what not to do. And I was able to use those lessons for my good, you know, years later running with the, you know, the, for the larger platform. So it worked out. It did. I always use the, uh, Elon Musk when he first started, well, not first started SpaceX, but first started sending the rockets up to into space Mm -hmm. and trying to bring them back down and landing like that is a a financial uh commitment <laughs> like <laughs> yes. no other that's yes. that's millions and millions of dollars right. tens of millions of dollars for for one rocket to go mm -hmm. up and come and try to come back down you know they failed at that three times and he was running out of money and funding and all of that and on the fourth time they got the the rocket to come down and land wow. and now they've been doing it ever since so if he would have stopped and he would have uh quit after the first one or the second one even mm -hmm. the third one you know they would have never been able to uh, uh be a disruptor in the the space exploration yeah absolutely <laughs> i mean you know i it's it's um it's one of those things that that you never know until you continue to try. And I mean, I understand in some people's situations, you know, they get fed up and hurt. But I think it's it's a true testament to continue to to keep going. Um, I don't know if you've ever seen this this picture, and I, but I feel like it's been up on different social media areas or you know platforms. But it's this picture of two guys digging, mm -hmm. and there's a diamond right there but for that guy he had turned around with his hammer on his back and walking away right, like he gave yeah. up mm -hmm. while the other guy is getting close to it but he's continuing and i think that that is a big 
testament just on life in general um is to just never settle and never give up you never know what might be on the other side of that next try mm-hmm. on the other side of that you know of of that that next push for yourself um and i want to give this story too since we're talking about this and i know it's not really on you know on why we're here but since we are talking about trials and making sure it works um i do want to share this story um so i'm an attorney now right but the first time i took my bar exam and and i'm gonna put this out there too the louisiana bar is arguably one of the hardest bar exams in the country it's up there with having to pass the bar for new york having to pass the bar for california and at the time i took the bar i haven't looked up to see any changes but at the time i took the bar the louisiana bar was the longest bar so the louisiana bar is within a week you have two off days so you take a test for eight hours on monday take a test for eight hours on wednesday Mm. take the test for eight hour i think it's seven or eight anyway however long you're there all day right and the louisiana bar is all um essay they sprinkle a multiple choice in there but it's never more than like 10 multiple choice questions mm-hmm. okay so the first time i took it i did everything right and i failed it i failed it by it was close enough for me to be able to get my test recounted that's how close the my score was to pass oh wow um and so i was like okay dang so being human um i was just like whatever you know i and when i say whatever i mean like i had a great cloud was just like you know i did everything right you know i i, I took the pre the um the pre-exams i i took um, you know, the class that's needed um, to to help you prep for the exam. Mm-hmm. I even took off work that entire summer to study for that exam. Like I did everything right, you know. And so um, and then to put in perspective, too, they only give the bar exam in Louisiana um, twice a year. Okay? Oh, wow. <laughs> so um they give it they they give the test in july and then they give the test in february july february so if you don't pass it you gotta wait six months to to take it again mm-hmm. um and so i graduated from law school i took that entire summer off of work living off of loan money so i can you know Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I can focus on my test and I did not pass it. And I was just so distraught. Now, it's not in me to necessarily give up. So I went on and I paid to pay for to take the test again in February. Okay. Mind mm-hmm. you, this is a thousand dollar test. Okay. Mm-hmm. <laughs> test ain't cheap. Um, the test is between $800 and $900 to register for it. And then if you want to type the test, the software at the time was another $100, $120. So each time you, each time you took it, each time, (laughs) each time 
each time. So, um, failed that one. And I was like, you know, had my gray cloud. And I was like, well, I'm just going to take it again in February. I should have known not to take it again in February. I knew I wasn't going to take, I knew, I knew, I knew I wasn't going to pass it in February because I did not try. I was mm. so distraught from like trying and doing everything right and not getting the score that I wanted. So I was like, man, forget this. I'm just going to sit for the test and whatever. Waste the money. Because it came out the way that I figured it was going to come out. <laughs> <laughs> and this one wasn't nowhere close to passing, okay? <laughs> Dang. One, that one was, it just wasn't, it wasn't it. But I knew it wasn't it. You know, I, I knew mm -hmm. it, but I was just like, I'm not going to give up. I'm just going to try it again. So I failed that one. And so I'm like, man, forget it. I mean, there's things I can do with this JD. I don't need the bar. I don't need it. You know, <laughs> you so, started um, talking yourself out of it. I started talking myself out of it. And so it's crazy because in that space, too, I was like, I don't have the time or the finances to 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 do this again, you know. And so I remember getting on the phone with my dad and my dad was like, what, what, why are you talking like this? Cause my dad is a real, like, you know, upbeat, optimistic guy. He's a realist, mm -hmm. but he, he, he's, he will speak life into you, even though he's a realist. And so he was speaking to me. He was like, well, Avery, what was the point of going to law school? If you're not even going to give yourself the chance to try again, right? Because he knew how close I was to passing it the first time I took it. Mm -hmm. And he knew, like, I mean, and oh, my gosh, I'm trying to remember exactly. But I think I, I think I was off by, like, two points or something like that. It wasn't a lot at all. Oh, it was that close. It was that close to where, like, you know, I was able to get my test recounted and I think another thing too with with the Louisiana bar is the fact that it your answers kind of depend on who's grading it because uh, it's essay it's essay yeah so um so me talking to my dad he was like so what was what was the point of of going to law school what was the point of wanting to to your dreams to be able to be that pub public servant and help others in the courtroom when you won't allow yourself to get there and so I was like, well, dad, you know, I didn't tried and, I, you know, I don't want to go through this sadness anymore or anything like that. I told him I was like, I've I've been living off of. So when you prep for the bar, you can you can take out a loan to basically live while you're studying for the bar. Mm -hmm. And so I was like, I'm not taking out another loan. Like, <laughs> you know, <laughs> I'm over it. And so um, he was like, well, we don't give up. We don't quit. He was like, so if you don't take it now, you're taking it again. He was like, but I'd rather you take it now because the, the information is fresh on your brain. All right. He was like, if you sit out for a year and then try to take it again after that, don't you think it's going to be harder? And I was like, here you, you have go. to restudy that information and everything. Right, right. Look, look me he's sitting here. Here you go making sense. <laughs> that's, what, <laughs> but that's what I usually tell my daddy. Here you go making sense again. He was like, well, what you want to do? And I was like, well, daddy, I don't, I don't have the money. He was like, how much is it? I told him. He was like, when is registration and everything? And I told him. And he was like, you taking the test. He said, send me, send me the link. 
<laughs> um, my dad is from mm-hmm. South Louisiana, so he said, Avery, send me the link now. I'm a, <laughs> I got you. I said, all right. So I took, I, I went on, and this time I put it on my mind to try again, like I, when I took it the first time, right? Mm-hmm. And so um, you take it in July, and so the results come out usually like the 1st of October or something like that. And so you, you get on there, there's a link, and there's a list of who passed, and it's in alphabetical order by last name. So my last name is Thomas. Mm-hmm. I was sweating bullets. <laughs> <laughs> Bro, scrolling down scrolling. the list. Scrolling. I'm just like, when am I going to get to the T's? Dang. So got to Because T's. everybody take it. Because it's only- like, I mean, like, I'm just sitting here scrolling. It, it felt like the people. longest scroll <laughs> I have ever taken. Because at this point, it's like, you know, third time's a charm, right? Like, yeah. what is going on? So scroll and I see my name and I'm bust out crying because I was this close to not taking it. I was this close to giving up. I mean like I know you can't see my fingers but I mean like this close. (laughs) You know? And the first person I called was my dad. What do you say? He was so happy. Like he didn't say anything, but I, I know I know my dad. He didn't say anything. I was like, hello? Daddy. He was like, I'm so proud of you. I told you he was gonna do it. I told you, I told you. It took him a it took him a while to talk to me though. Cause I, I think he was just, you know, taken in happy. the moment of the fact yeah. that uh-huh. you know. But as soon as I said, Daddy, hello, hello, you daddy, he was like, I'm so proud of you. I told you, I told you, I told you. Told you was gonna take it this time. You come back, and in that space, I was telling him, "Thank you, cause you put me back on track." Because I was in a space of being like, "Man, forget all this." <laughs> mm-hmm. You started making other plans. I, I was like, in my brain, I was like, "What can I do with this law degree?" And I mean, granted, there's a lot of things out there you can do with your law degree, but I went to school. I went to law school to be an attorney, mm-hmm. not to be a JD, and not to knock anybody that goes and gets their doctorate. What's in the law difference? Because... Like, I don't understand. What do you mean? What like, what can you do with a JD? So with, with a, a JD, there's there's so there's a lot of a lot of jobs out there that on um what do they call it? I guess non traditional legal jobs mm-hmm. so um so um if you have your jd you can you can use that as an administrator in education you can use that in compliance for any fortune 500 company oh, you can use that okay. in type nine you, you, you can, okay yeah gotcha. so there are plenty of jobs out there that you can do with this doctorate of law because this doctorate in law is, is you learn policies and procedures. So every company, every university, everybody needs somebody that can understand that, that wording. Specifically mm-hmm. uh, for me, when I was, um, before I became barred, I was working as a compliance director um, at a university in the athletics department. I was, you know, one of the few people that could read the NCAA bylaws and understand what they meant. <laughs> mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Because I was trained to look at these these ands and these buts and these r's and where these commas are and these words and these but fours and, you know. So, for me, I knew 
in that space, I was like, there's, I, I know I'll never be without a job with this degree. So I'm fine. It's just that for me, that dream of actually practicing in a courtroom started to fade away until my dad came in and was like, nah, bro, we ain't doing that. Right. <laughs> but I say all of that to say, I said that story just to say, what if I had not continued? Well, what would I be doing right now? That's like the story of your life right there, almost. Not real, really. really. <laughs> I was about to curse, my bad. But real, <laughs> it's real. I know. I, going from sophomore year to uh, becoming queen of the whole school and then uh, failing the first test and keep on trying. You tried. That was that's on, on your third time. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. My first time made me depressed. So depressed that by the time I took it the second time, I knew I wasn't going to pass it the second time. I knew I wasn't. I was still stuck on that first test. I was still trying to figure out what went wrong there. And that can be another lesson in life, too. Stop worrying about the past. Because that, that was my problem with it. I could have, I'm pretty sure I could have passed it the second time. Mm-hmm. But I was so stuck on not passing it that first time that I couldn't even put my brain on what it needed to be on came that February. Hmm. I was still stuck. It took for me to have this conversation with my dad for me to not worry about the past um for me to not worry about the taboo and the fact of telling people that you failed when i failed that first time i think i didn't tell nobody and the second time i didn't tell nobody either Mm. you know there there's a taboo in life of like well not a taboo but i know coming out of law school it's a big deal for you to pass it on the first try Mm, is it it is because you're able to say i passed it on the first try like (laughs) i didn't have to go through this again and again and again i was smart enough to pass this on the first try and so for me not only from the the disappointment in myself of not passing it but now what do i look like to my colleagues all y'all passed it i didn't where does that leave me Mm -hmm. and that's another added situation to that great cloud that I had so not only did I pass it I tried my like I did everything right and I didn't try it I mean I I didn't pass it but now all of everybody I studied with passed it on the first try on the first try Mm -hmm. oh you was feeling bad bad yeah I was feeling bad (laughs) because we all were studying together what did I not do right (laughs) you know um And so that is why I was in that space between October when those, um, when our results came out and my name was not on that list to that February when it was time to take it again. And my, I I, mentally, I wasn't even there. The test was in front of me. Mm -hmm. I was typing up my answers, but I wasn't giving my best. I knew when I walked out of that arena at the time, we were taking um, we were taking the bar at the there's this arena called the Poncha Training Center. We were taking it there. When I walked out that arena on it was like a big um, basketball arena. I walked out of there on that Friday. I already knew I didn't pass it. I already knew. And I, I just needed for our stuff to come up or for them to 
to upload the bar results for me to scroll and I knew I wasn't going to see my name. So I would like to tell like, people. Huh? What is that like? Like, being, what is it? What like being, failure? No. Oh. Uh, <laughs> just, just, just having your 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 next steps rely on a test. You know what I mean? Like you work all this time, and you have a test that is graded by somebody else, mm-hmm. and it's all about their opinion. Because mm-hmm. I I overthink things a lot. And I'm like, even with like interviews, <laughs> I need to know, understand who's sitting on the other side of me. Mm-hmm. Like what, what, what uh, stereotypes do they think they know about me or, right. you know, think they have about me so that I can play, uh, you know, duck and dodges. So having a <laughs> test of that caliber uh, and you know it's coming up. Like, wh- what does that do to you inside? Like, <laughs> most of my stuff, I, I was a nonprofit management and recreation administration, so it was like all like uh, person based and um, mm-hmm. project based, and we did community service and uh, different things like that. So, like, it was nothing. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> and you just go out there. So it's very stressful and it's, and it's a lot of pressure. <laughs> right. Okay. Just, yeah. It's, it's very stressful and it's a lot of pressure. And because, and it's stressful and it's pressure from all angles of life, mm-hmm. or at least for me it was. Because not only was this for me, but it was for my family. It was for my school. It was for every aspect of life that's connected to me. Right? Mm-hmm you know it's 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 like let me see what can i think of and it, if you can't think of anything that's that's all right that's kind of a tough question because no, I mean, I was just, it, it, no it's definitely a tough question but i will just just end it on the fact that it's it's pressure and it's stress mm-hmm. that's that's just that's 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 the most that i can think of in this space it's because you know, a lot of people, they, you know, do it for you, right? Uh-huh. But it, in it's spaces all, like that, like being the you. first, like being the first attorney in my in my family, so it was not only just for me; it was for my family. Mm-hmm. Or when it comes to schools, like schools, I don't know exactly how they are looked at in other states, but in Louisiana, schools or the law schools sometimes are looked at by their bar passage rates. Mm. And so even for my school, when I didn't pass it, I was a part of that percentage that did not pass. You see what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. So it's so much stress and pressure that comes with it. You have, you know, for me that you have to try your hardest, which is why I was disappointed in myself for the second time that I took it because I didn't try but mentally, my head was in the right space. I shouldn't. Have, I should not have wasted that money on that one. <laughs> mm. I should not have done that. But what I think it did, though, even though I wasn't really trying, I still was studying or at least going through the motions. And so I did not lose some of the concepts that I needed for the time I took it the third time. So, you know, find find a silver lining and a blessing in anything. Um, <laughs> but the, did it? Do you think it helped that you uh, your dad? was like 
another person that believed in you besides yourself that it, I think it, it, it sounds like it, it might have helped just a little bit that um, somebody else besides just you believed in you even though Absolutely. we we know that there's other people out there that believe us support us mm -hmm. and things like that but they're like not within arm's length so I have a lot of supporters that you know I my colleagues and um the the ladies that come to my group fitness class classes and mm -hmm. you know I know they support me yeah but it's something different to have somebody like super close to you be like absolutely. you gotta do this right right and you are absolutely right my dad that conversation with my dad changed my whole outlook on taking it a third time mm. he did he did um and yes, it's it's different. Like, of course, you you know, you have a whole team of supporters because I do. I, I do. I have a whole team of supporters. But it's different for me when it comes from my immediate family. And then especially when it comes from my parents, my mom is the same way. It just so happened that this conversation happened with my dad. But to be able to be believed in by somebody that close to you changes things or at least it does for me mm -hmm. it, i think it does for everybody yeah we, we don't know uh, we, i don't think the people that are around us understand how powerful that is mm -hmm. and one of the things with success is that they say like people ain't gonna believe in you they're gonna think you're stupid or mm -hmm. you know not really believing you so once you do have that that one person that is like I believe in you because like I still don't think a lot of people in my life believe in me after I've done and then accomplished so many different things mm -hmm. I'm up here like yeah and I and I tell y'all before I do it and then I actually do it <laughs> <laughs> and y'all still don't believe me yeah. okay you know but mm -hmm. I'm I'm competitive too so once you don't believe in me I gotta do it anyway I gotta show you that I can do it Right. And I'm going and I'm gonna make you I'm gonna make you pay. That's what we used to uh saying uh two on two basketball. Oh yeah. You miss a shot for for the game, I'm gonna make you pay. I'm gonna make you pay for missing that shot. Mm -hmm. So give us a little snippet about uh what's in your book or what's in your chapter in the, the, the new Queens book, the second edition. So um my chapter is one of those um it's one of those spaces where um, someone else, someone else is the teaching moment for 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 the chapter. It's not me. I'm in it, of course, because it's my chapter. Mm -hmm. But it's not me. And I think I think with that is is something that is special. Because she turned into somebody that was special to me and I didn't even realize it was going to turn into that situation. So I don't want to I don't want to give away too much of it, but it was something that made me believe even more in myself. You know, mm. you, you get that crown and you get that sash and you put on the suit. And I think we all all of us who have been campus queens, like we know that 
you know, we have to to play the role because we are in this space role models, right? We are mm-hmm. in this space somebody that at least the little girls are looking up to, right? But we, I don't think, or I'm not going to say we, I don't think I understood how it was going to go until after the fact. Mm, until Only the then that I realized like, oh, wow. <laughs> you know, <laughs> who knew? And so um, hopefully you guys get to um, my chapter and, and, and find some, you know, some inspiration out of it. And even if you don't get that much, at least understand that you are being watched. Whether it's good, bad, or indifferent, you know? Um, and so I enjoyed um, actually writing a chapter and reminiscing on the event that happened or the events that happened for me to be able to um, live through that and to understand the importance of who we are. So, um, yeah, what, I mean, I, I don't want to... <laughs> Yeah, I, yeah, I you can, you, you can leave us yourself, but yeah, uh-huh. basically, you know, go, go get the book. You'll be inspired. Yeah, that they will be. <laughs> Don't worry. <laughs> <laughs> so, give us a, a few words of encouragement as we uh, end this this podcast interview. Um, words of encouragement. Um, be kind. Um, be open. Um, and when I say be kind and be open, not just with other people, but with yourself. Um, and that's some things that I've had to learn through life and I think has helped me grow into who I am today and I continue to grow into. Um, be kind. when That goes to what we were talking about earlier. Um, give yourself some me time. <laughs> Mm-hmm. and not just with me time but be kind to yourself depending on what happens in life like for me going back to um my journey with the bar exam I was not kind to myself after I didn't pass it the first time which rolled over to the fact that it did not work out for me it was dysfunctional for me the second time that I took it mm-hmm. so what I'm asking for everyone to do is to be kind to yourself whether that's going to get your nails done, going to take a nap, or mentally and physically be kind to yourself and to everybody else around you. I appreciate your story, and I can't wait for the book to come out this (laughs) uh, September 30th so we can all read and and understand what you're saying and be inspired. (laughs) Absolutely. (laughs) Absolutely. So I, I want to respect your time, your me time, and uh, <laughs> get you out of here on time. Uh, so it was great meeting you. Um, I will let you know when this podcast episode drops, and uh, hopefully we talk again soon. Absolutely, absolutely, yes. And let me know when it drops. Send me the link so I can send it to everybody else. <laughs> All right, I got you. I got right. you. Have a good day. You too. Bye. Bye-bye. I hope you enjoyed this episode of the Success is My Religion podcast. Go get the book. We are partnering with the HBCU Experience Movement for the HBCU Royal University Queen's Second Edition. It's coming out September 30th. Go get it.